Hey, hey, folks. Thank you again for joining me on another episode of Trost Talk here. Uh, we got a great episode in store for you. Uh, be sure to hit that subscribe button. Also, follow me on Instagram at Trost Talk. Um, but first, my buddy, Pablo2020. How about you? Man, I'm doing good. I'm doing real good. Um, just in a just in a good place, you know. Um, place I can see with that chain, you're in a good place. Shout out Jackson. Yeah, they got some dope ones. I won't lie. Uh, my girl got me a nice silver one, and I went because she saw like I liked one of their their like pages, uh, mm-hmm. whatever on Instagram. She got me a silver one, and then I went. And uh, I went in uh, full Chris mode and I just like splurged and bought like three chains again, <laughs> like right after. I really like their stuff. They're nice mm-hmm. products. Um, but yeah, dude, just uh, I just I don't know, mentally just in a good place, man. Um, yeah. Feeling good. Um, you know, I think a lot of it has to do with like working out a lot too, like just mental health. How's that going? Good. Got my f- first. Uh, quote unquote sparring session tomorrow so i'm a little nervous don't know what to expect like i've been in a street fight but like boxing's so much different you know what i mean like they're they're it's not it's nothing like a street fight and it still hurts <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, i think the thing is like i told you before it's like you have to deal with like getting hit and like not getting pissed that you're getting hit yeah yeah, I, I'm more nervous because, like, I, I know I'm going to get hit. I'm more nervous that, like, I'm going to get hit and I'm just going to forget to throw back because I'm going to be like, oh, fuck, like, I'm getting hit. And I'm just – I'm not going to, like, really learn to throw back. I'm just going to be, like, spending a lot of my time trying not to get hit. So mm-hmm. that's what I'm more worried about. Um, but from what the guy who's training me, he's, he's like, well, we're going to get the people to, like sp- – it's going to be more of, like, a training sparring session. Like, he's going to hit me. But he's going to also, like, set up a lot of stuff for me to see and, like, practice certain moves. I coach uh, you up. Yeah, yeah. So he's like, I'm going to tell him to, like, put you in situations where you need to use a certain, like, uh, like this certain combination that we've been working So, So it'll be fun. Uh, it's like an old man sparring league. They do it every Sunday. They close down, apparently. And That's cool. A bunch of the older guys go out there and they spar it out. So, um yeah, it'd be cool. Um, how are you doing, man? How's uh, how's life going? It's good, you know, same old, same old. Um, yeah. I'm thinking about trying to join some type of a boxing gym myself. I was gonna yeah. ask you, also, how much for the the gloves and the wraps and everything. Um, so I kind of really got into it. So I went like got I got the shoes, I got two pairs of gloves actually because the ones that i got i didn't actually like this is irrelevant to your question sorry um uh but so i got i would say if you want to do it decently right you don't have to wear get boxing shoes i would say that's the big thing you really don't have to do i see a lot of people in there without boxing shoes the difference with the shoes what are like the boxing tailored grips the ankle support uh 
and they're just lighter and they're more meant for like a canvas, like for when you're out on the canvas, like you can feel the difference. Are boxing ones the same as the wrestling ones? Yeah, a lot of people use wrestling uh, shoes too, to be honest. Um, but I feel, like, I feel like Adidas has that shit unlocked, like the wrestling and boxing shoes. I feel like they make the. Like the I top. I see people with Adidas. Um, I have Title. They're I got them for like. So because of shipping, I think I spent seventy five. But I think the actual shoes themselves were like sixty five. And you can get like if you really don't care, you can get some for like forty five. If you're trying to get them like decent, nice, and maybe you want some like flavor to them, you're probably you know. going to be spending, yeah, they're, you're probably going to be spending 70 to 80. Um, and then like I got a really like they're actually supposed to be delivering, uh, they're supposed to be delivered today. Um, but I got a new pair of boxing gloves that are better for wrist support because i have like little deer wrists i don't have very thick wrists so yeah yeah so i and the gloves that i have the everlast ones they're not terrible but they're just a little too cheap i didn't spend enough on them um and they bend in and i've just been like every time i'm hitting a bag or some pads like my wrist will will give in and the glove i feel like naturally forms that way too so i don't like it so I went and got these ones that are like better straps, um, which are nice. Um, wraps are super fucking cheap. You can get wraps for like eight bucks. Um, that's those are fucking nothing. Um, you can get decent gloves anywhere from sixty to ninety bucks. You're willing to spend, yeah, for like nice Velcro ones, which are still legit. Um, so. I would say in total, probably 200 bucks. We're trying to get into it. Um, I pay like 90 bucks a month to go to this gym. So sessions and like, well, you have to pay for private lessons because they're a real, like they're a real box. Like they have actual amateur fighters, the guys there. So they have like classes that'll get you in shape and they'll teach you some stuff. You do some pad work um, with the coaches one-on-one. There's only two of those classes a day. Um, but you have full access to the gym, um, and you can pay, like I pay an extra and I get one-on-one sessions with some, with a guy. I, um, pay like $25 an hour. I only do like one, one hour too. So it's not like a lot and it's on top of the membership, but need a new hobby. Like Dude, maybe. why don't you do uh Brazilian jiu-jitsu? That's my next thing I'm gonna get into. Once I feel like I, I get a decent like mm-hmm. decent at boxing, I'm gonna get into Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, I know there's Gracie around here that I could do. I um know a guy who has his own gym somewhere around here too, but I don't know. I just haven't gotten into it yet. I just I definitely should. I have no excuse to do grappling with grappling's next on my list for sure. Um that's uh that's one that I also think it would just be kind of cool to be able to say you're a black belt in, in mm, no, that's gangster. kind of like a, yeah, that's kind of exactly. It's kind of fucking gangster. Really? Um, so that's, that would be like a goal of mine um, to be able to do that, but I want to get better and comfortable on the feet. Um, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to go into pick fights, but my whole thing is I just want to be able to like, if something happens, if like I'm out, and I'm with like Lindsay or I'm out with like, you know, my boys and 
some shit goes down, I want to know that I'm not going to be like totally <laughs> unexperienced in, you know, in that area and not yeah. be able to handle myself. I'm not going to get dragged in the street. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to be that next fucking viral video. <laughs> tall white, tall white boy runs mouth. <laughs> uh, fake gold chain flies off. <laughs> running, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I'm not looking for. Um, so I want to be able to like make sure that I just, yeah, I have to be able to handle myself. Um, <clears throat> but other than that, um, good workouts too. Like, man, I, I literally come home fucking drenched, man. Oh I have to, like I have to put my t-shirts out on our balcony to dry overnight because like I, they're so wet. Like I can't put them in my hamper. They'll just fucking grow mold and shit. <laughs> yeah. So I'd like air dry them out overnight. That's how wet my shirts are when I come back. It's a different way to like work out too than like your standard of like lifting weights. And I feel oh, like hundred percent. You're just constantly moving. It's kind of an underrated way to work out, but. Okay. So I'm going to, so one of the coaches that runs it, I hate like, well, he's a really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. Go do your thing. That was uh, weird. No worries. Um, but so what I was saying was about um, my this coach that we have there. Mm -hmm. He does a workout, and it's like this kind of why I like I hate him because uh, he's like a he's a great coach, cool guy, but like his workouts just fucking suck, man. Like the first fifteen minutes is nonstop. It'll be like, and you do minute intervals. It'll be like jumping jacks for a minute and then it'll be like high knees for a minute and then it'll be like butt kicks for a minute and then it'll be push-ups for a minute and then it'll be uh, air squats for a minute and then it'll be burpees for a minute and he does like 15 rounds of this and he just makes up shit. For you minutes. underestimate that shit too until you're doing it. Right. Yeah. Until you fucking do until you're like minute three and you're like, oh my Damn. fucking God. And it sounds, it's fine because like he warms you up easy. Like he's like, all right. High knees, like that's not that bad. It's a good mm -hmm. solid warm up. High knees isn't bad. Butt kicks, you probably are getting a little warm. And then, uh, but by like jumping jacks, which people don't know, realize, but a minute straight of jumping jacks underestimated how actually painful that is. Um, so then we do, we get through all 15 minutes. And especially like when it's like your minute 13 in that warm up, and then he throws burpees at you. And you're like, are you kidding me? like oh my god and then you're doing a minute of burpees you just don't want to do it um and then we have five minute like then he does six rounds of uh three minute rounds on the heavy bag where he'll just give you combinations to do for three minutes and then um he and then when your minute break comes up instead of resting he makes you do like push-ups jumping jacks burpees uh, or like high knees or something in between. So he doesn't let you rest. And then like you mix in some pad work and then you do abs, which doesn't sound that bad. And you're like, oh, you get a break. No, it fucking sucks. After all that, and then you're trying to do all these ab workouts, like your stomach, you get like seven or eight into these crunches and your stomach is just cramping. And yeah. it's just, it, it's when you're tired and then trying to do ab workouts and you're that tired, it's just miserable. And then you like, he, you like stretch for five minutes and that's like the easiest part of your workout is like the last five minutes you stretch and then that's it. It's, 
it, it's literally one of the most brutal workouts <laughs> I go through. And you don't think about it, but people don't understand that either. And they're like, oh, you're just like punching. It's like, dude, punching for three minutes is one of the most tiring things because you're using just every muscle in your body oh my God. for three minutes. I have this little machine here. It's, it's like, um, basically, I told you, right? It's like a bag you hit, but it has like, it has like basically like six or seven different pads and represent someone's yeah. like head and their shoulders and their body yeah. and then their legs. You punch that thing for two or three minutes and you are drenched in sweat. Yeah. So you do that several times in a row. Probably a better workout than like going for a run or like lifting weights. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm going to be honest. I would, I'd be willing to bet at that class. I 100% probably burning a thousand calories like me in particular. Cause my metabolism is just stupid fast. So I, I guarantee you I'm probably burning a thousand calories in that. It's intense, man. It, and you're only there for an hour and you leave and you're just like, <laughs> as gay as this is going to sound, I went to an orange theory class. Once my girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then track your calories burn. I think I burned like a thousand calories in one class. And essentially what you're doing is the same kind of thing, which is a bunch of different workouts at once. Yeah. And um and um yeah, I mean it, it sounds like that you could easily burn a thousand calories doing that, especially if it's like 30. What how long is it usually like 30 minutes to an hour? Uh no, it's an hour. Uh so we do a full hour of workout and then that's how long the classes are. And then, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's tough, man. It's fun. But then, uh, here's the, here's the thing that I learned that was the biggest thing is how fucking hard in, uh, tiring jump roping is. You don't think about it when you're a kid. Cause you're just like, kids can just go forever with like with anything, but, Dude, I, I from the first day I got this membership, I tried jump roping. I was like, all right, I'll jump rope for five minutes. I was doing like 30 to 40 second intervals because I was getting so tired and I couldn't even do, I, I couldn't even complete a minute. Now I'm getting there where I'm pretty good, where now I can go four rounds and, mm -hmm. uh, and I can do four rounds pretty easily now. But mm -hmm. it's like, it, it is so insanely good for the cardio i i i never would have like i never thought about it i never even thought about it as a cardio ever and i never even saw how beneficial it was until i started boxing well i feel like as a kid there's different ways i feel like to jump rope. and as a kid like i don't know about you but i figured as a kid that you could kind of almost like run in place and like jump rope and you could do it for a long time like you could do it very slowly and it was just something like I remember doing like a jump roping competition in third grade where it was like, how long could you jump rope in a row? Instead of like doing like the center where you just jump up and down like on two feet, that's where you're getting a lot of like the high cardio. That's where like in the beginning, you're probably lasting like four seconds because you're trying to jump rope like that. But like I remember back in the day being able to like run in place and do it. I really can't do it anymore. I don't know if it was just being able to do it as a kid, but. Right. No, no, I totally know what you mean. And that's, that's how I feel like I was too as a kid is like, I felt like when I was a kid, jump rope was super fucking easy. Easy to do for a long time. I felt like, yeah, I felt like it was like if I, if the only way I was going to stop was if I wanted to stop. Mm -hmm. And now it was like, now it's like, 
my lungs are going to burst if I don't stop. <laughs> you know, um, you kind know, of feel like Dallas is like a pretty big hotbed for boxing. There's a lot of like fighters that come out of Dallas, or at least like it's like I know Errol Spence Jr. comes out of Dallas, and he's like the, the one of the boxing champions. Um, definitely, definitely big fighting. Um, I haven't looked into how many boxing clubs per se. Um, but uh, oh, hey, can you uh, turn your volume down just a little bit? I think it's a little echoey. No, 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 no. Like on your computer, I think. <laughs> Um, but anyways, um, yeah, so it was, um, I think there's a, there, like, there's a lot of MMA clubs around here, uh, gyms. There's a lot of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu gyms. Um, I, I feel like I hadn't, I didn't see a lot of boxing gyms, but it wouldn't surprise me because the guy, the person, the gym that I go to one of the like trainers, he, he's never there, but he was an ex, uh, champion, uh, W wbc champion so like oh damn that's cool. yeah like he was mm -hmm. a big, was a world champion so um i you know i i would imagine yeah because there's a big, there's definitely a big fight scene here john jones from here he's from dallas i thought he's from new york didn't he grow up in dallas thought he grew I up from, they're all from new york or fought out of dallas was what he did. Like I'm pretty sure uh he out of the MMA in Dallas. I thought he, he and his family are from New New York because their brother Chandler went to Syracuse. But they're all from like up that way. You hear me? No, no, no. I don't I'm not disagreeing that I I don't think he uh was born in Dallas. I'm saying I think he fight like there was a gym that he would fight out of out of Dallas. And now yeah, he fights totally. out of like when he was first put onto the scene. I don't know. I heard maybe I'm making that up. Maybe I saw somebody else's that was fighting out of Dallas, and I'm thinking it was John Jones, and it wasn't. Um, How do you like in the Dallas? Can you find any cool things about the city yet? Besides like nightlife or anything like that. Oh yeah, no, I love Dallas. Um, I love it a lot. It's it's a great city. Um, we got favorite? a lot of, huh? What's your favorite thing about it so far? Uh, the nightlife. Um, you can. I mean, we could try a new restaurant pretty much every night. I like it. I love it here. Um, just a great restaurant bar scene in Dallas. Like they got great food, they have great, they have great drinks. Um, just a great. Everything's kind of pretty. Yeah. No, I have a. Um, definitely, I have like a a new love for the city. Allergies here fucking suck though. That I'll say. Unbelievable. Like this. Yeah, man. Like the when allergy season hits here, it rolls through, huh? Kills me, man. And I have terrible allergies as it is. This is probably the worst city I've ever lived in for allergies. This one, this one's brutal. Merck. I think it's funny that like the weekend or the week after you moved to Texas, they get hit with like the worst snowstorm in like ever. Yeah, and then we we get the it was the worst I think in like. 30 years. Worst snowstorm to hit Texas in 30 years. Um, 
Because normally I think only North Texas, like far North Texas, gets snow. I forget why, but they were saying that like they were like hours away from Texas, not having power for like months. I don't know. Heard it in some CM news. Who knows? Uh, they did have a lot of power issues, but a lot of the power issues came from all of like their alternative <laughs> gas sources. Texas making wind turbines. Wind turbines, um, and what else was the other one they had? They had another one too. I can't remember. That's the one thing I remember about driving through Texas. A lot of wind turbines. A lot of wind turbines in a lot, a lot of, of areas. nothing. Yeah, in those areas where there's nothing, a lot of wind turbines, and not even, and that's not even like just in Texas. That's like Arizona, New Mexico, mm-hmm. California. They all had them, like in those just rural fucking nothing out there. You just see stacks and stacks and stacks of air. Uh, I was really shocked. I guess maybe this is like the tourist to me, but when you're driving from like LA to San Francisco. Yeah. Really, a whole lot of fucking nothing out there. No, nothing. Of, that's, what people, that's why people are uh, a lot of people consider like California. When people think of California, like they think of pretty much just like LA, and that's what they think of. And they don't realize how big the state is and how much there actually is, and then how much there's like actually a lot of just nothingness. Like that, that's why I, I hate a drive. I hate long drives because that drive from Sacramento to Laguna, you take I 5 and I 5 is just long and desolate and nothing. It's just a lot of fields. brown hills. Yeah, just brown hills. It's, it's like a little bit, it's like driving in Nebraska, but with just some hills, like hill, <laughs> like a hilly Nebraska. That's all it is. Yeah. But then you have like parts of California that are just the most immaculate places in the world. Yeah. Like pretty much all up and down the coast is immaculate. And then you have uh, the Sierra Nevadas, which are beautiful. You even have the desert in Southern California uh, has like great areas that are like Joshua trees. Yeah, beautiful. Joshua tree. I drove past it. Remember, got to go. Yosemite. I mean, it's, it, it really is. A, it's, the best state in the United States, in my opinion. A little bit of everything there. You go snowboarding, you go surfing. If you wanted to, you could snowboard and surf in the same day. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but terrible to live there. Terrible to live there. Expensive to live there. Yeah, and then once you leave, like me, it's pretty, unless you go back and you have a really high-paying job, it's hard to, like, it's hard to go back because it's just so expensive. Well, you know, I feel like you hear, like, places like New York, it's so expensive to live, and now everyone's moving away from New York because of, like, the fact that, like, I don't know, it was the, sh- the situation was so shitty. I feel like in the future, the prices are going to go down there. I don't feel like that'll ever happen in L.A., No, because the people in LA who are wealthy enough to like go through all those problems where it doesn't, it just won't affect them, they're not going to stay. Yeah. Or they're not going to leave. So I just think that, like, at the end, like, LA is going to start becoming a place that's like not for like the average person. You know what I mean? Like, you, like, 
Oh, you think it's going to be for only the rich? Like, pretty much just wealthy? And to have, like, a decent life, like, not living check to check. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's exactly what's happening right now. I, in New York, that, that, that's that same way in New York. I mean, they're all going through that. Where That's why everybody's leaving. Is because there's also, like, yeah, like, yeah, there's a mass exodus out of New York right now because of that. They're doing the same thing in California. And then yeah. they're everybody's leaving the only reason my mom and my dad don't leave is because both of their jobs are literally tied to the state so you know it's gonna be gonna be a while till they're out of there not the worst place to go back home to it's not and we have a couple of uh people in the family that have like really nice spots like i have family in cal i have family in laguna who we have a house, like a family house there. So that's going to be passed on to the family. Pretty much just going to have a permanent location there. We have a permanent location in Santa Barbara, which is like one of the more beautiful places in the world. Uh, and then my parents, Sacramento, which is like just a perfect spot for a location between, yeah, Sacktown, <laughs> represent 916, baby. Um, <laughs> We uh we're like right in the middle between the Bay Area and Lake Tahoe, so it's like it's just like a great um halfway point. So um yeah, I mean it's uh it's a great city, but it's just I don't know, it's just kind of gone to hell. It's not the same, it's it's not the same state that uh, I grew up in. Um you know, it's why Kind it, it's just getting gross, like kind of all over. Like it's just really? getting yeah, it's getting gross. Like Sacramento's grosser now. Um, a lot of homeless problems. San, San Francisco's disgusting. I never oh, like San Francisco. Yeah, no, it's like that now. It was like that badly in LA, dude. There were a bunch of places where you're driving on both sides of the highway, or it's like rows upon rows of just tents. It's dude, it's gross, man. It's, it's like its own it's like, you know, it's like its own little environment. It's a gross environment. It, do you remember? I, I feel like we, I feel like we, breathing we the air. This. Remember, we wanted to do a documentary about. Oh uh, yeah, about, about homeless people. people. Someone did it. It was it was it was poor. We couldn't make a better one. Here's my thing. How serious am I about going to actually live with homeless people? Because yeah, I'm not trying I, to crawl. Yeah, I'm not trying to crawl through those boxes. I'm not trying to curl up that. next to you know, you know, toothless. Toothless, toothless terry i'm not trying to i'm not trying to curl up next to her at night for warmth just to make a dock um you know get one of her needles pressed into me at night at some one point. of us crawling through that homeless row of dens with the with the gopro camera strapped to our head no dude because i like i feel like when i'm i feel like when i'm just breathing their air like i'm getting sick like if I go to like a large oh, encampment, like I just think their air is gross. Like I'm just like, oh my god, I feel like I'm getting sick just breathing next to them. <laughs> it because it's like it's just it's gross, man. It is. I've always wanted to see like a you know everyone says there's like crackhead strength. I've never actually seen it in person. It's always been on video. I want to see a live <laughs> action like crackhead strength <laughs> moment. I crack people, man. Crackheads they. 
there's something else, man. They're resilient, um, man. They're resilient, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> they can take a hit and keep it moving. It's a human cockroach. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, dude. I was uh, I pulled out to like a stop sign. I was coming home from work one day, and this woman like taps on my window, with her arm is literally like inside out. Like it's literally oh! like it's, it's the wrong way. It, it, and it, dude, she like, and you, dude, she had to have snapped it and just, just didn't fix it, just did not heal it. Like literally, just, just rolled with it, just messed it out. <laughs> just said, this is how it is now. It kept moving. Like, yeah. Well, can't fix my arm, but I can't smoke some crack. <laughs> it's a lifestyle it's an interesting lifestyle it's like what's your day-to-day like i know you're not getting like the, the, the essential nutrients well, no their whole day their whole day is making ten dollars to buy more crack <laughs> they need they get like food in portland a huge homeless population for some reason i don't know why I, I maybe somebody knows the answer why they would but ice cream was a huge one they bought homeless people because so where my uh i went to safeway and in my safeway like they had uh a can thing where you could you know where you would put in like all the plastic and you know bottles and you know aluminum cans and you get like a nickel for every single one you bring back well like homeless people in portland like they spend all day collecting so they can make like twenty dollars and then they go into fucking safeway cash the fuck out yeah, they go into Safeway, they pocket 10 for their crack, and then they go and they buy like $10 worth of like ice cream and soda. It's a nice, <laughs> like, math. It's a nice little math head night. Dude, there was one guy who he literally had boxes and he started with like, he, you get like all of them because it rained so much, they would get like tarps. And then they would pin the tarps with like bungee cords and then they would like have cardboard boxes and their sleeping bags and like their cart. And then like to bar, they would put their cart in front of the entrance to block. So they would hear people coming in kind of smart. And then uh, I, I kid you not by the end of the week, he almost had a whole block. He just started adding to, he would like go and find like uh cardboard boxes. And he was just adding. Yeah. He had, a, he just had a whole fucking fence and it was unbelievable and i was all this is i'm like this guy is just i'm like rent free out here he's got more in at the time especially where i was living in portland my little shed he had more square footage than i did and he wasn't even paying for his <laughs> and i was paying close to a grand for mine i feel like it was like the redheaded stepchild you just didn't acknowledge it it was just kind of like there he was no eventually the they <laughs> eventually they were like all right you got to knock it off and they like knocked him back down to square one but he you know he went back at it they're they're you know perseverant little fuckers they'll uh They'll, they'll battle through anything. No, little like, adversity is nothing to them. I'd like to talk to one who like changes locations and like moves throughout the country. Like hops, like hot, like stereotypical, like hops on the train and goes that west and he just hops off and has like a, a kit. Fucking post up in different I, spots. I would be curious. Well, I know Joe Rogan talked to a guy who did that. But he just he, lived he would, on the road. Yeah, he would literally just hop trains. But I don't think he was homeless. Uh, like I think Jason Mraz guy, I thought he did that shit. Maybe he just walked across the country. Uh, I, don't I don't even know what Jason Mraz's deal is. 
he's just he's saying I'm yours. That was about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really know what he he made that one song and then he just kind of like bailed. He's like, I'll just make a hit song. I'll make. I could have sworn I heard a story where he like maybe he was walking across the country to get attention or like promote an album or something, but he got bit by a snake while he was walking across the country <laughs> and had to go to the hospital or something. I'm gonna look it up. Yeah, dude. Seriously, I don't, tell me if I'm wrong. But I, I don't. I'm telling. I feel like I heard that. I'm gonna look it up too. I'm not seeing it, but there's my pause there. Yeah, it wasn't the relevant Jason Braz. It was probably Mike Posner. Yeah, Mike Posner walked across America. Oh, yeah. Mike Posner. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's really nothing. He's kind of like Jason in the Jason Mraz apartment, too. So, yeah, he's in the R&B guy. He had a couple big songs, though. Yeah, he Mike that, Posner. That, he's done good. Song was a vibe back in the day. Everyone got in their bag to please don't go. And then he had one with T Pain. I don't even remember that one. Videos. I got to get a new interface. God damn it. Um, so are you excited for the fight thing? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I was actually watching a little brief like, thing before this. I keep forgetting that Matt was only about six days notice before this fight. So I think the most interesting thing will be that he, uh, he now has a full like, training camp to prepare for the month. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm not, I, I, I don't. Here's the thing that's going to be kind of weird is the only improve like the only thing I so we learned last what we learned last fight was that Masvidal he he can't really necessarily get taken down but he couldn't get in out he couldn't escape out of the clinch. clinch so he couldn't get out of the clinch but he could he wasn't necessarily being taken down and in like held down. Like Usman could get him down, but then or Masvidal was really good at getting to the fence and he could get up, but then he just couldn't get out of the clinch and turn him. And a lot of that came from six days where he had to cut that much weight that he just, you know, he um, he couldn't, uh, you know, he, he was just tired at that point, like cutting that yeah, much weight. Six well, days. If you're getting on a plane and flying halfway across the world to Abu yeah. Dhabi. And like, I mean, I can imagine that takes a toll on you too while you're trying to cut weight. 100%. 100%. And then, so he's probably tired, and that's why he couldn't escape the clinch. Here's the thing is, I, I think what we saw was when they did try and do, when they were doing some striking, he didn't look good against Mazovdal in striking. Um, 
Now, the only improvements are going to come is I think Usman's a better striker now than he was. Um, I think he's I think he's a good striker. I think what's going to happen is if they stand up and strike and Usman doesn't like where it's going, the tipping point's going to be what can happen when Usman goes and shoots to take him down because Usman's going to take him down. It's going to happen. Like, he's, he takes everybody down. He's going to He's going to take him down. But what's going to happen is he's going to be able to stay down, and that's gonna, that's when we're going to know. Because I, I don't think he's – unless he's getting the better of Jorge Masvidal on the feet, I don't think he's going to probably – or it's it's about even. He's not he, He's not going to try and keep it on the feet. You know, I think he's gonna he's gonna take whatever clear uh, clear path victory there is. Do you think it's Usman? I think Usman wins tonight, yeah. and I think we're gonna see a little bit. I I think it's gonna be a little similar to the first fight. To be honest, uh, now if Masvidal, I want Masvidal to win. I am rooting for Masvidal, so I yeah, want to I want to be clear. Win. Yeah, I want Masvidal to win, but I think Usman's going to. Uh, because I just think if it's not going well on the feet, he knows he he knows he has that in the back pocket that he can throw him up against the fence. He can clinch him. He can just you know work. I think, he, I think he brings that out right right away to see if Masvidal has a good counter for it, or if he's just talking bullshit. Because I, like I, the- I think he's going to try and I think I think in the beginning you you're going to see him because Masvidal's probably going to keep his distance. He doesn't want him to shoot. So I think you're going to see some stand-up in the beginning. You're going to feel each other out. And then I think you're going to see a couple of, couple of exchanges. And then I think after the first couple of exchanges, I think you're going to see Masvidal shoot because I think he's not going to like what he's seeing on the feet. Mm. So I do think in the first round, though, I do, th- I do think in the first round he will shoot 100%. Who else is on the card? I know uh, Weidman's on I'm the actually, card. Yeah, I'm actually really excited. Who's he fighting? Uh, he fights Uriah Hall, hmm. which will be a good one. It's like the classic striker versus wrestler matchup. Um, Weidman looks good, too, bro. He looks lean. I haven't seen him in a while. He kind of fell off. I remember he, he won the title over uh, – Still over... one of the best middleweights of all time. Was he middleweight or was he lightweight? No, he beat away. Silva, right? He beat Silva because no. Silva was fucking around. Then Silva broke his leg when they fought again, and and then he was like the champion for a little bit. Then he lost a Rockhold, right? Yeah, and he was never a champion since then. No, so he lost a Rockhold, and then I think he lost another fight, and then um, he took uh, he took some time off. He just came back and he won his last fight. Um, and now he's going to fight Uriah Hall. And then uh, he's going to fight Uriah Hall, which I think he wins. Uriah Hall, can he's got KO power. It'll be, he's a good striker, so I wouldn't be surprised if he won. But I think I think Chris Weidman gets it done. Might not be a pretty fight how he gets it done, but at this point he just wants to win. So yeah, he's, a, he's a gritty. He's a gritty fighter. Well, he's like – because well it's more because he's getting older so it's like he's still a great wrestler so if whenever need be he could always take someone down and ground and pound them and those mm-hmm. are always just not very pretty victories a lot of the fans don't like them but he's good enough to do that and he's he he can win and so he'll at this point because he's older and he may not be able to be as fast on the feet anymore that he's just going to be like 
Buck. All right. Um, because your eye hall is a really good striker. And Chris Weidman, five years ago, six years ago, I would be like, oh, I was a cakewalk because Chris Weidman would be younger, faster, stronger. Um, uh, but um, so it might not be uh, pretty, but I think he gets it done that way. Um, but uh, and then you have Anthony Smith, a great light heavyweight fight, Anthony Smith. Uh, versus I can't pronounce the guy's name, but he has he that's the opening fight on the card, and then you have the three title fights and the um. The yeah. title fight. What? I think I was hearing something about the the female strawweight division. Like yeah, there's the, three. There's three. Like two. Yunus? Is it Nomi Yunus and that Chinese chick? Are they? Yeah, fighting? Zhang Wale and uh and Rose uh. Nama Nunez, I can't, I mispronounced yeah, her last name. Yeah, Nama something. But Rose Thug, um, that's going to be a good fight. Uh, Zhang has a shit ton of power. So I'm I'm curious how that's going to be. I want her to win because she's from China. Same. I mean, to be honest. I'm, yeah, I saw, I saw the dude flash the Chinese flag. I was like. Yeah. I, I am sure she could be nice, but it's nothing. It's nothing against her. It's just your country. Yeah. Uh, but I want in uh, in Rose is American, so it's like, why wouldn't I? Um, I would say I want Rose to win. I don't know that she will, but she is good enough to win. Like she doesn't have the power uh, Zhang does, but she's a great grappler, um, and she can take a hit. And she, you know, she's been there before, so. You know what I love about her is that I forget what, it was a couple of years ago, she was fighting this one girl and the whole pre-fight press conference, the girl was talking all this shit. Like just talking heat at her the whole time. Like going into the fight, like even like when they touched up gloves and then she beat the fuck out of that girl. And then ever since <laughs> I loved her, like for that reason. That was talking heat, and she was saying nothing. She was just like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and beat her ass it was awesome uh, i do like her she is a badass that's the thing it's like if there's somebody she has a raider she has oh, a yeah. her haircut she's uh she she's also the chick that we're like okay if you, you need somebody to beat Zhang. you need somebody who's not afraid of her rose isn't gonna be afraid of anybody like rose yeah. is gonna get in there she's gonna, even if she's losing she's gonna keep walking forward so you're gonna have to get she's probably gonna have to get KO or she we're gonna get her out of there. Um I like that one. And then you have the Valentino Shevchenko fight versus um uh, versus uh Jessica Andrade. Uh Jessica Andrade hits hard. She's just a bowling ball. She's got like cannons. I don't know how great she is on the on the uh ground, but she's got very heavy hands. Um she looks like every power hitter on any softball team this is going to be the first uh fully packed fan event right like it's it's a, yeah it's it's a sold, sold out, out event. i'm surprised they chose jacksonville of all places to do that i guess only because miami like, wouldn't because miami wouldn't allow uh, it oh damn i was gonna say because they get into miami probably twice the size yeah miami because miami still has their local their local stuff well right I, you know what i think it was is that I think there was like spring college spring breaks for recently. And so a lot of kids are going to Miami beach and I don't know if saw videos. People were just going wild. Yeah. And I think yeah, Miami, a lot of fights. Beach, Miami beach specifically instituted like a state of emergency where like anyone or basically there was a curfew instituted at 8 PM, but it was only in Miami beach. 
So they could have done it somewhere like American Airlines Arena, which is like kind of, I guess it would probably be the same venue as like the Vegas venue where it's like 20,000 fans max. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, but they did it in Jacksonville. Where were they doing it in Jacksonville? It's can't be the, it can't be the Jaguar Stadium. I think no. that no, I think they have some kind of arena or like I think they have some type of arena football team, so they're probably doing it in that arena. I think it's seventeen thousand. So whatever it is, is they it's like seventeen or eighteen thousand people are gonna be. Hey, you would see arena. I, I can I'm, I'm almost positive that there's some type of Jacksonville arena football team. Uh, they have some type of either convention center or arena. No, they definitely probably have a convention center because Jacksonville is actually not a tiny city. It's it's tiny well, compared it's, to for you compared to new york and shit yeah. yeah but i'm saying like in in the state of florida it's actually not as tiny city yeah it's, i mean yeah miami good. you got miami is the biggest and then what or, uh, tampa yeah <laughs> miami Orlando. <laughs> that's what yeah. i've tried to describe to uh, people who understand if never been to florida what's florida like florida's like one giant suburb like it's just one giant suburb there's not like a whole lot of like cities it's pretty much well, what I, it think, is. well I think it's it's broken up it's, it's weird because like in in south florida it's almost like it's like a melting pot of like latin american countries which is like yeah. oh, it's cool it's almost like it's you're not in the united states when you're down there it's almost like you're in like the, the caribbean or you're in like a, a uh, like a Latin American country of some sort, and then you go into like the middle of the state of Florida, which, like you said, is almost like it all kind of just blends together. There's yeah. a lot of land. It's like brackish water. It's just yeah, well, where the ocean. A meets lot of the, land. Yeah, you get in the wasteland. You get in the you get in the river monster country. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You get Lakeland. Uh, you know, you get you get all those types of people, and then you go up north, and you get. A lot of college towns, and then yeah, it's just a bunch of backwoods, kind of a bunch of nothing. Yeah, really a bunch of, honestly, I think one of the hidden gems about Florida, like you, you get into the middle of the state. One of the things they say is that, like, the more like south in Florida you go, like the more north you go, meaning that like it's like less like hicky and it's more yeah. like, a, like a modern way of life, as you would see up north. Not like a very like the south will rise again kind of vibe, but like as you get into like northern florida it's like very like like out of backwoods and very i would say very like you uh, get you start getting near the uh well you start getting near that florida georgia line you start getting you start getting to the actual even country here, even, i mean even i mean even middle of the state like especially like when you get away from the coast and you just go like up the middle you get a bunch of, like, 45 minutes inland because Florida is not that long across. You could drive. You could drive across the state. An hour, an hour and a half. Yeah, hour and a half, maybe two, mm-hmm. in the thicker parts. Um, but yeah, you get like forty-five minutes inland. You start getting some. You get start getting to some hick territory. Mm-hmm. But I was, I was just saying, I think one of the like hidden parts of like this part of Florida, at least like Central Florida and Northern Florida, is a lot of like the springs and yeah. like yeah. rivers that they have, where it's like crystal clear blue water but like like underwater cave systems it's so cool yeah it's unexpected you think florida you think beach you think like tropics yeah there's a lot of hidden stuff it's kind of like uh like when you think california you think beach but you also forget yosemite's there Mm -hmm. you know what i mean it's not that then you can like oh shit that's right yosemite's there that's like a total outdoorsy 
place. So I totally mean, yeah. Um, did you have any hidden gems? Like, I mean, outside, what like PA? When you grew up in PA, what was that like? Was you know compared to to Florida? Like, you have like a big city and then just a lot of suburbs. I grew up in PA was cool because we were like an hour-ish away from New York City and also like an hour-ish from like Philadelphia. So you're like kind of smack dab between two cities. I mean, realistically, if I think about it, you're like an hour-ish from New York, an hour and a half from Philly. And we were like probably four hours from Washington, D.C. You're like three hours, four hours from Boston, Massachusetts. You're four hours from Pittsburgh. So you're kind of like a nice like central hub. But it felt like it was like you were like smack dab in the middle of like the Northeast. Like, right, where, like, a lot of, like, where a lot of everything was happening. Like, a lot of, like, the big, like, cities and beaches and all that stuff are kind of, like, in that general area. But I would say Pete, growing up in Pennsylvania was, like, a lot of, a lot of, like, mountains and hills, a lot of hiking. I lived, like, in an area that was, like, right along a river. It was, like, a bunch of trees and bike trails and stuff. It was always, like, doing outdoor stuff. Always doing some type of hike. Always like there was always some type of like mountain or hiking trail you could do in the winter. You always did like snowboarding or something like that. That was always super close. How big was the city you grew up in? Like, if you had to guess population wise, I mean, if I go by high school size, I'd say like my high school had like 3,500 oh, wow. students. Yeah, it was a big city, big part. Like, I think in elementary school, like in my town alone, there were probably like six, at least, I would say at least six elementary schools. 3,500. So you were, you were uh, a bigger school than mine, but your, your town was probably a lot like your town was probably a lot like mine that I grew up in. Maybe just a smidge bigger, but just, yeah. just a little bit bigger. Uh, well, just because when you think of like East and Pennsylvania, it's like a lot of different places. It's like, there's it's just like, like you I guys said. get any like hicks or like, what was your thing? Like, so for ours is like, we had a, like uh, a lot of like, farmers so you'd get some like country people at where i where i was from mm. i'd say it was like a very diverse like po- like group of people i would say, i mean you like you had as many white kids as you did black kids and spanish kids and Asian kids and just that any yeah. kind every kind of person like it wasn't like oh this is like standard like if you go to the east and like there's you go there and you're you're a hick like no like it was like there was everything there which was yeah. kind of cool kind of like yeah, you introduce different kinds of cultures and different kinds of people. Yeah. Kind of See, ours is like here in Rockland. Rockland was like the suburbs to Sacramento, but then also the suburbs to like the the farmers. Like it was kind of it was kind of uh driven through there. It's a yeah. lot of farmland. Yeah, Sacramento is like it's suburban, but it's like a suburban farmland. Like it, it's just all farming in North like in that Sacramento County, because you have Davis, you have, you know, just rice patties. They have so much agriculture over where, like, where I grew up. Where do they grow uh, out there? Oranges? No. All no. types of fruit. I mean, really, just literally all types. Um, so if you're driving to Davis from Sacramento, that like, there's like a highway, uh, it's I-80 that you'd be driving, and you just go over or when you're taking i-80 to davis like you're you're just on like a straight bridge for a while and everything you're seeing it's just super flat just all rice patties and then um you have a lot of fruit um all types strawberries um 
apples, oranges. Yeah, I mean, you get a lot of them. They, they grow just a lot of stuff. And then you know what I will like say? Avocados. Like when you get into like northern, northern Cali, like bordering like the, the, the border of Oregon, the drive actually starts to get really pretty. And I actually really enjoyed the drive through Oregon. I love the drive. Yeah, that's like, not a bad drive. That's actually like, because you're kind of like weaving through mountains and you're kind of like going, especially as you get night. out of when you get out of northern Cali, too, I feel like you cross, like, a lot of, like, lakes and rivers, like, surrounded by mountains and mm-hmm. stuff. And it was kind of, like, a culture shock for me because you see a bunch of just trees burned down for miles on end. And, like, that that was, like, a very big culture shock for me. It's, like, seeing, yeah. like, how massive those fires actually span. Yeah. And then you also – that's why you see a lot of control burn. They do a lot of logging up there, too. But that's where you'll get some – you talk about like you know we're talking about the lakeland river monsters yeah um you can get some hillbilly river monsters not there up in up in northern california you get a little you get far up there i mean you're getting in populations of like you know thousand two thousand oh i believe it there's some small ass towns i drove through a town up there i think it was called it was called weed california super small town it's like right on the border too Yeah. yeah obviously famous and notorious for its name but um it's uh they have like a it was funny because we stopped there at one of the exits in weed and i think it was like the exit like on but i think when you're driving road. like you have to drive past it when you're going to to and from portland so or like when you're driving so yeah like you see it's it's like on the exit like as no, it's right on i-5 yeah it's right <laughs> on five but yeah. you know like sometimes cities they'll have like the next three exits will be for whatever this city. Yeah, it's like one uh, exit. Yeah, this one's one exit. And uh, we got off on it, and it was their McDonald's. I go in there, and they had only four team photos. And it was, like, from, like, 96 to, like, actually it was before that it was like 90 it was like 93 to like 97 or something and it was like a six-man football team league they had in week it was like who would you even be playing did you know that's a thing seven-man football yeah really like, small ones but My, it's like uh, eight-man yeah. eight football eight or not eight lot. or nine they have a lot of different they have like a, they have a seven-man league in texas like when you were when I was driving here, uh, Contact, in, like there was, full pads and everything. Yeah, there was a seven man league, and uh, there's a really small town in West Texas. When I was driving, um, when I was driving there, from it was past Midland? El Paso, it was on the way. It was on the way to Midland. It was not in Midland. It was like two hours before Midland. Um, really small town because they did a seven man league, and they were like they had like a water tower and it showed like how many state titles they had. They had like one year where they, they had like one time where they won like five or six in a row. Um, awesome. and yeah. Seven football. Yeah. So my That's older, cool. my oldest sister who, um, her brother that she grew up with, like he that like where they grew up in Denver was a really small town and it was a, a like a religious community and they grew up and they had like their high school in these like private religious schools, high schools, whatever you want to call them. Um, they had like seven man football too. Interesting. I wonder if it came to be because it was like our town's too small. That, that's that's what it was. So they would do is like, you know, you have like seven on sevens when you would go to like, you know, camps and stuff. 
slide. That's pretty much what they just did it at. Yeah, I have a I have a buddy who lives in like northern northern Maine, like his town borders Canada, and so like his his graduating class was like six people. Like it didn't have enough people to fill a football team. Barely had enough people to fill a basketball team. Just a senior class. There were six kids in the senior class, but like That's I don't not helping yeah. your situation. Yeah, I'm not it's, saying it's, it's like forty college. kids total. I mean, I'm pretty sure that they would like that everybody in the town would take off two weeks to like go pick potatoes, and that there was like a one like one stop one stoplight in the town type of thing. I'm always curious of like what it would have been like to grow up in a town like that. You know what I mean? So like Western Oregon's like that. Like, you know, like Cameron Haynes, uh, he's always on Joe Rogan. He's like the big bow hunter. Um, He lives out in Western Oregon. Like Western Oregon has towns like that where there's just like nothing out there. I don't know if they say shelter, but I think you're kind of like, oh, you don't really, really have as much access to the outside world. For example, like Kayla doesn't really like, know much about like sports teams or anything like that like you just said like you, i watched the colts because that was like what our tv networks would pick up like i didn't know about any other players or any well, other that's how teams. the dallas cowboys technically got to be called named the america's team because they were just put on national television and places for like the midwest so like all yeah. these t- small towns like that in idaho like the only teams that they ever grew, would grow up watching would be obviously the dallas cowboys because they were on nationally televised so mm-hmm. um but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm always curious, like, what it would have been like to grow up in a town like that. Like, I always think I'm like, I don't know if I, I wonder if I would have liked it or maybe like I think I would have liked it knowing how I grew up now. But like maybe, you know, growing up in that, I'd be like, man, this fucking sucks. I think when you live in the small town, it's like very like family oriented, like very tradition, like very like you stay here and like. I don't know, like, I feel like in small towns, it's very, like, you're born here, you grow up here, you die here kind of thing, and then your family kind of repeats that. It's almost like, you have, like, your own, your own, your own, your own vibe, your own, your own thing going on, and I feel like town, like, small town people are very big on that. Whereas, like, you're in the big city, or, like, when you're in, like, a metropolitan area, it's a mix of everything. Yeah. I don't know. Do you liked it? Do you think you would have liked it? I, I appreciate that I grew up in a metropolitan area and was exposed to different kinds of people. I think that kind of like helps. Yeah, you the grow. social aspect's definitely a big one. That like that's what I do think is like I think you have. I think there's benefits in another way. Like people, you know, maybe in small towns are a lot more grounded, maybe, but for they sure. don't have. But they don't for have, sure. Yeah, they have probably have a lot more discipline, but maybe they don't have, you know, or a work ethic. Like they understand work. They mm-hmm. they knew things, but. The social aspect, like I 100% agree, like they would be at a complete loss on that because you're only interacting with, say, at most 10 to, you know, 10 to 20 people and probably half of those are your family members Mm -hmm. who that's a way different relationship than you will ever have with anybody. Yeah. Um, And so, yeah, like the social aspect, like they just they wouldn't they wouldn't know like you know the diverseness or how to interact with you know other people i think it's it's an interesting way to look at it because like i'll use an example like i was talking with one of my friends and and there was a kid from from our our town like he was like his dad owned like this local business some local landscaping i made a bunch of money and so i think like the kid went off to college and like ended up coming home 
And like now is like the vice president of the dad's landscaping company. And he tells my name, I was like, oh, he has this new house and it's all spread. And so, and I was not, and I'm like not being salty or anything, but I was like, yeah, but I mean, like, did he really like go out and like get it? Or was he like just kind of handed it down because he was like in the family business? I think that's like the difference between like small town and like big like, city, like being raised. I don't know. Like in small towns, you can kind of come back and do like the family thing a family business yeah like i don't know definitely i mean you know one of the things that could have been on the option for me was to take over my dad's business but i didn't want to be an attorney and no i mean nothing all respect to people who want to do that i don't think it's like the bad bad thing i think it's just like you know do you want to make your own way like do you want to like go and like do it on your own like live your lead your own life I feel like I think there's a mix because I think there's people who come back to those jobs who are like in certain small towns, like they come back to these jobs, but they're not necessarily like family jobs or not necessarily like killing it type of family businesses. And then you do have those small town people who have like these really successful businesses that, yes, they could always come back to on. Mm -hmm. Um, But like, say some people like, have you ever seen a show uh, Yellowstone? I feel like you you probably would have watched it. I've heard of it. I've never seen it. It sounds like so, like a, a show my dad would like. It sounds like a western kind of thing. It's in yeah. It's based in Montana. It's about uh, ranchers in Montana, um, and pretty much like you know the whole thing that they talk about is people think we have you know all this money because we have all this land, like, but like a rancher's goal every year is pretty much to break even. Like, cause you're like your whole job of ranching is pretty much your, you know, you're selling your, either your crop or your uh, cattle or whatever to pay for all the things that you need in order to restock your ranch, fix your ranch, buy all the supplies you need, buy the food for your year and stuff like that. So then at the end of the year, when all your expenses are done, you pretty much just broke even. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. But, um, not that's not like the right, let me say that's not like that's a thing that they keep talking about that's not the theme of the show but the theme of the show is like there's a lot of like scandal and you know stole my cattle. Are, stole my yeah cattle. people are fucking over people uh, casinos being built they're trying to take each other's lands it's a lot of there's casinos a lot of in on it it's always the casino that's in on it <laughs> it's uh so there's a lot there's it's but it's a good show um but Anyways, I think I just got sidetracked with like that's like the family business like somebody could come back to, and that's like a thing that happens in the shows. Like the kid finally comes back to like take over the ranch. Um, but it'd be weird, man. I don't know. Like, I wonder if like so that kid you knew who has graduating class of six. So then he went. Well, he, that was up in Maine, right? No, oh, the kid who the kid who lived in Maine, the kid who graduated and like came back and took over the family business. Kid who live with you? Oh no, this kid that lives up in Maine is just a friend right now. No, oh. um, did he? Uh, the kid who had six, uh, six kids in his graduating class. Mm-hmm. Uh, what made him go to like college? Like, did he? He went to University of Maine. I think he just ended up moving down here. He and then, oh, University. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. That's like the big 
that's like the all-star team of all the all the people who go to college in Maine. That's he, like, is, he could he was a like a really good basketball player. And he was technically a McDonald's All-American in Maine, but it meant nothing. Like he was like a first team McDonald's All-Stater in Maine for basketball, but didn't get any college looks because it's Maine. Yeah, there's like seven basketball players in Maine. There's seven basketball hoops in Maine. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> that's, that's actually yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's funny. Um, yeah, that's probably true. That that's always the side. I mean, like, what's his name? Um, Josh Allen. Like, growing up in Wyoming, or uh, did he grow up in Wyoming? He's from California. Josh Allen's from California. Yeah, but he's from like the boonie. He's like from up in the middle North, of so yeah, yeah, no, nowhere. Like and he went to yeah. Wyoming. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's like Aaron Rodgers when he grew up in the he grew up in Chico. He went to you know it's funny is so he, the high school he went to we played at a basketball tournament at that high school my senior year. That's awesome. And so there, the uh, and the school it's like a pretty nice school. Um they host a team and then what they do is like they have they would like put up the players in like homes of like families in the area they would volunteer to like give up like guest rooms and stuff for mm -hmm. like players around the team and stuff so that was pretty cool, that is uh, cool. we got really lucky <laughs> me and my friends because the house that we got to stay at was with this family and they were pretty well off and their house was massive it was nice. That is nice. Yeah, it was really nice. Um, yeah, dude, I remember my high school twice in the state basketball playoffs, like the Elite Eight or like the yeah, I think the Elite Eight twice in the state lost to uh, Lower Marion, which is Kobe's high school. Really? Yeah, I lost them twice. I think in like 08 and then like in like 20, 2011, I lost them again. Yeah, lost it. Lost to Lower Marion twice. Right, they're an academy too, aren't they? Like they're like an I don't want to say like an Oak so. Hill, but I, like they're like a they're I think like they're a, like a they're like a prep, prep school. school. Right? Philadelphia is like a hotbed for prep schools. It's like yeah. St. Joseph's Prep LaSalle's Cot LaSalle College High School, which is like feeds in LaSalle. They you guys do, have they a have, lot of preps. Don't you have like a prep league? Like just for football? Yeah, there's a Philly Catholic League. That's and, what it is. Yeah, and it's annoying because like they play all of the public school leagues. Like, and they went and they always win the state championship every year because they have guys that are on like athletic scholarship and then, and then they're playing public schools and, yeah. and winning. Yeah. I think that's, we, I think that's so we never play them during the, yeah. The only time, like same with basketball. Um, like I'll, I remember growing up, like the big thing, our big rival was Jesuit who was the local cat. Uh, I don't think they're Catholic, but they were the local private, uh, religious school I, I don't know what they are jesuit but they're like a, they're they're like a christian college. yeah like sometimes a religious school yeah catholic, but uh, i can't remember if they're catholic or something but a private yeah. school but regardless is every they were our rival because we would play them we would have like our best teams of our you know uh you know for like in like five years and we would play them every year in the semifinals of sections so the way it would work out was like you would go one through 16, like you would play your seasons and then you'd be ranked throughout the season in your local section, which ours was the San Joaquin, which was like a pretty big area. Um, it was uh, pretty, they were like, we had like the second best area 
for basketball outside of the Bay Area's um, <clears throat> section. Um, and then we would play them every year in the semifinals and they would just beat us every year. Cause they had like they people who, you know, they could recruit from like eighth grade to come play yeah. their school. And then they would have kids who were, you know, all of them, they would have not all of them, but they would have like two, at least two D one kids. And, you know, oh, was, for sure. It was always hard. Cause we don't, but we only ever played them during the season or during the playoffs. It was the only time we ever. Yeah. Same. Same thing with us. Same kind of thing happened with us. And the crazy thing was the schools that we played, they had dorms that their players who were from like out of state could sleep in because they were attending school there. Like we had a kid from our high school who went there for soccer and he had to live in a dorm. Like, wow, he was going to high school. It's like a whole, like, it's like a, like Dale a South kind of like that. Yeah. Dale South in the Bay area. I'm sure you've heard of them. Yeah. Uh, Didn't they like, do like, like a movie about them? Yeah, like, they went they like, like they had like an undefeated streak for years or something. For like ten years, they went unbeaten. That's crazy. Yeah, never lost for like ten years. And like De La Salle's were really notorious too. So they would do things like they would they would pretty much make their season. They were at a point where they would make their season, and they would just travel to different states, and like they would go to states, and they would just pick every. Best. Yeah, whoever had the longest winning streak in that state, they would go play them and beat their and snap their but, record. Yeah, that's cool. I like that because um, there's a high school you probably heard of them. They're called Bishop Gorman. They're in Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, when they did the, when they were doing the, like one of the first like QB one shows on Netflix, they were like that where they were like it's like different. They're like so there's like teams that just play play to win a state championship, and then there's teams that play like a national circuit because there is a high school national championship. Or like there's a national champion claim. It's just not like a bracket style. It's kind of like the old school college way where like teams duke it out and like the teams who traveled and played each other, like there's like a final ranking put in at the end, end of the year, like submitted by writers. So it's really not like decide on the field. It's decide off like perception of how each team performed and who they beat. Yeah. And so like Bishop Gorman did that. And like one of the QB one things where they flew every, like all over the country, and then beat and like beat all these games. Yeah, De La Salle does that. They don't really have a league, but I think they would have like a couple league games. Um, like they have a really or they're in a really small league because it's like another Catholic league, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and they play. They so the way California works is they do um, your section playoffs, which is like four games. If you win your like, if you were to win your section, you would have won four games, and then you're the section champion. And then what they do is they pick out of all the section winners, kind of like what you were saying about the rankings. Whoever they felt like had the most compelling season was a better team. You know, d- what division were they? <clears throat> you go to state titles, where they would pick. I think it goes down to D, like division four in Cal, or no five in California. So. They would pick from each section in Northern California, um, you know, whoever they felt like was the best representative of the Division One Northern California team. They would pick them and they would play like the Division One representative of Southern California for the state title. And then they would, but the, so they would do these things and they had one, which was the open bowl, which is where they just thought whoever were the two best teams in California, regardless of division, uh, would play in the open bowl. And that was kind of like whoever won that was like the best, was like 
you know, the actual or best the team state champion or whatever. Yeah. Like, where, yeah, because like you'd be the state champion, and then where you would be like, say you were division one and you want, which always was like the best division. I know it's like different for like, is it this way for you guys? Like, isn't it the more A's in your thing is like actually the harder the division or the better division? No, it's, it's all about the size of the school. Usually the bigger schools are the better schools. So but like, like is it, don't you guys like have triple, like triple A leagues and stuff like that? Our classifications, yeah, they call it like, I think it goes, it now goes to like 6A in Pennsylvania. But back yeah. when I, I was in high school, it was like four or five A. We were like the highest classifications. You had one A, which was like small ass schools. Like those are like schools like hundred yeah, size. So like inverse for us, right? So we like always one, inverse two, Three A, four A, five A, I think. And that was like five A was like the three thousand kid high schools, and then four yeah. A. Yeah, there was like it was a, it was based on like school school population size. See, so different in California because, like, same based on cal, like based on population, but we went by divisions, and instead of doing like what you guys did, it was the inverse. Division one was the biggest schools, so those were like the schools of like thirty five hundred plus, and then we were division two. Right. We were division two, and we were like schools of like two thousand to like thirty five hundred was generally like our was division two, and mm-hmm. that's where we were. Um, and uh so just that's so kind of yeah a little different but yeah so then like if you won the open bowl you were like the state winner but like you would even have like if you were the d1 representative and then won you'd be the division one champion would you uh, play the catholic schools or did they have their own champions? yeah no they play they play yeah dallas i would play them um that was so my senior year we went to state for football i wasn't on the team uh guys so don't get excited but my high school went to state yeah (laughs) yeah yeah exactly um we went to my team went to state and um or my high school went to state and we lost to servite which was a private school now like a private school yeah they won a, a last second field goal but we actually our star quarterback um what missed that game because he broke his arm in the uh, section title broke snapped his arm like diving mm-hmm. like he took like a helmet to the forearm oh god that's awful and so uh we only lost by like two or something like that in uh in the state title but um yeah and th- that that kid too he was he had a scholarship to boise state he still ended up going but um he just kind of became an idiot fizzled out yeah, he just yeah, he just you know, it was like one of those players who had all the talent and then they were like they just didn't kind of like fully utilize it. Speaking of high school football, you need to go check out all the high school football circuit in Dallas, Texas. I hear it's incredible. There's like I hear Texas is. I didn't know much about Dallas, but I know like oh, Austin I know, has I, a lot I know of Allen, Texas. Allen is a big uh, Dallas high school and they are like a massive football program. That's like where Kyler Murray's from. So that they're good every year. I think South Lake. I don't know if that's a if that's in Austin or if that's by you, but I think South Lake is supposed to be another place. It's supposed to be pretty big. Let's let's look up the. I know Dallas Carter used to be like a big name too. Dallas Carter is like I heard like the ghetto. Um. All right, we got. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, Duncanville. Um, 
Sounds familiar. Carroll, which is in South Lake. Is that around here? Is that around Dallas? Yeah, no, these are all Dallas teams that I'm I'm yes, South Lake's supposed to be disgusting every year. They have sick unis too, they're like green. Um the well the school they're in South Lake. The school's called Carroll. Mm. Then you have Geyer, which is in Denton, and then you have Ryan, which is in Denton as well. So that's nice. That's a cool little rivalry in the same city. I don't think Denton's very big, so that's kind of interesting. Um, they probably like fucking. They, I guarantee you there's a lot of recruiting going on in Denton. If those two schools are three and four ranked in Dallas area, <clears throat> and they're in the same city, which isn't very big, I'll guarantee you there's a lot of. Hey, come on. I, mean, that too, I think I think the Texas high school state football championship is in Dallas. I honestly, well, I might have to come up, come out and see that. Yeah, if we get if we get some, uh, probably not expensive to go. You know, it'd be nice. We should look up uh, who are we should look up um, the uh, like on rivals or something. Whoever the top recruits are in the Texas area, and I'll see whatever mm. schools they have, whatever schools are at at Dallas, and I can just go go watch these like super talents. Oh, you know what else? Too the Big Twelve Championship for football will be there too. Cotton ball, yeah. Be cool to see. He is in Texas, Oklahoma, and Dallas too. Yep. Uh, oh, oh, that would be that would be a good time. That's what Texas State like, Fair is, right? My my yeah my my uh my cousin, she goes to UT. So it's awesome. Yeah, I want to go to the te- well. I think she'll the, be here. She'll be with is, all their friends. They'll be able to like the Texas State Fair is some gear. Is, some is the day of uh, or is that weekend of Oklahoma, Texas? So that'd be cool to go to as well. They probably some crazy food there. The wait, say that again. The Texas State Fair takes oh, place yeah. in the same place where uh, Oklahoma and Texas have the Red River rivalry. I think it's in Dallas or like Arlington or something, right? Uh, I don't know, but I don't. I do know that everybody will be focused on the the Texas uh, the Texas Oklahoma game. Probably not the State Fair on sat on that Saturday, but yeah. But I know it takes place like at the Texas State Fair or like the Texas, it's somewhere around there. Like it yeah. happens at the same time. Man, I don't, I don't know. Uh, they have another thing too uh, here. Um, let me see. It's, it's like a text, it's like a country thing. It's like a, um, oh, well, I don't know. What's a hidden gem about Texas that no no one really knows about? Like, what's something that no one knows? Not like the food or something you can see in Texas or something you can do. That's like a hidden gem, like adventure type shit. Is it like a lake vibe? Are there rivers? Are there like is there camping or hiking? Not where, not where I am in dallas um like the big the nature like the most naturey thing you'll see here is what we have is the katie trail um kind of go through like it's it's nice but it's not like near you what katie k-a-t-y is katie yeah. texas near you uh i don't I've know but i can texas before you can high school football Probably.
No, it is not. It is three and a half hours from me. Austin, then it's near Austin. Yeah, it's uh, actually near Houston. Mm. Um, but why would you? Is it a big football team or something? No, I'm just curious. In Katie, yeah, I think I heard like a high school team in Katie that was good, good football team. Yeah, no. Uh, I mean, the thing about Texas though is like, it's just so fucking big. So there's a like, there's a lot to do, but you can you'd have to like go other places to see it. Like you go more south, like Austin's gonna have like more rivers and lakes, float down, more of an outdoorsy type of feel. Um, and then you go even further south, you go to Houston, you kind of like, and you stay along the coast. Water out there. You're yeah, closer you to got, the- you're, at the, you're on the Gulf. You can go Texarkana, places like that. A little more. You know, one of the things I never really realized, and like, I think I did it when I did my road trip, is like how big Florida is and how like far out into the panhandle you can really get. Like yeah. really, like that part of Florida is almost like Louisiana because like. Oh, yeah. Like, from like the like the top like left corner of Florida, when you're like all the way out in the Panhandle, you're like three hours from New Orleans. So yeah. it's like it's straight like LSU and, and Saints country, and it's 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 kind of crazy how like you literally drive from from Tampa alone. It's like six hours to get it, even to like the edge of Florida or like the end of Florida. Yeah, if you're driving like south, or if you're driving west. Yeah, yeah, it's uh that that panhandle it'll take you uh, take you around the block once or twice <laughs> you finally get to get out of there <laughs> oh my god yeah it takes you back an hour or two yeah yeah it's, not, and, it's, here's a, and the thing too about it is it's not like it's not very wide again the panhandle is not no. not very wide it's florida like the person who even made the state of florida just like it was almost like he had an aversion to like wide things. Like he's just like, we're gonna do everything long and thin. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. But oh well. But um, yeah, no, it's you can go out there. Um, and it's weird too, because I think you have like Alabama above it, and then Louisiana, like at the very tip, you have like Louisiana too, just to the left. So like, when you get out of Florida, you actually go, you have Florida, Alabama, Mississippi, Louisiana, when you drive through it. And that's what you drive through. Oh, that's right. That's the Florida-Bama lines right there. Yeah, you drive, you drive from Florida, and then you go through the first day you hit Alabama, and then you hit Mississippi, and then you hit Louisiana. What what was Mississippi like driving through? A whole lot of nothing. A whole lot of nothing. Just like honestly, I don't know if you you know when we drove up to Gainesville, it's just kind of like you got like trees on both sides and like exits for like little gas stations, but like no like real cities or like suburbia. Just a lot of exits. I think you pass a bunch of like different Mississippi colleges when you drove through it, but really you didn't go through like. I think like the biggest places in Mississippi are like Jackson. Like it's all about like the southern charm there. It's like nothing really like populated or like it was yeah. again, just like a whole no, bunch. No, that's of what I was about. thinking about too. Cause I was like, I don't know much about like what was like what's Mississippi's history. You know what I mean? Like what's their what's their like what are they known for? You know what I mean? Racism. Yeah, pretty much. Like pretty much it. Like 
Like, Man. I mean, other than that, I mean, racism in the Mannings. That's about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think even the Mannings just went to college there. They're actually from Louisiana. Are they? Yeah, they're from New Orleans. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. You know, the Mannings are the same high school as Odell Beckham. I didn't know that. That makes sense. They all, I mean, they went to a prep school. So you're like, eh, crossover doesn't seem that. Uh, I don't think I've ever told you this, the Mannings, but my high, I've told you this probably a billion times, but I've told you how my high school does like this old high school rivalry on Thanksgiving that they play mm-hmm. and whatever. And so, like, one year in like the 90s, the game ended in like a tie. I think like back then they didn't do like double and triple overtimes. Or I think they made after- a movie about this? No, they did like a replay game about it. So like all these dudes were like, so like 1993, they replayed it in like 2007. Gatorade sponsored, like they brought they brought all the guys back. Like everybody was like brought in, and like they had like formal practices and like a training camp for both teams. And then the game was played. It was broadcast by Gatorade somewhere, like on ESPN or something. And Peyton and Eli Manning were the coaches. I think they, dude. I think they they even made a movie about this. Dude, yeah, you can look it up and look up like Gatorade Easton Peberg replay game, and it'll it'll you'll see, dude. It's a bunch of old guys like playing, like like they're all in like their mid to late thirties. There, there's always like probably one guy out there though who's still I'm definitely got stretchered off, <laughs> bit off and more then, than he can chew. Oh, <laughs> uh, I would be willing to bet you that eighty percent of them were like so sore the next day and they were like, Why oh, you know one this? of them blew their hammies out just yeah. gunning it down on kickoff <laughs> planning towards acl sniper rifle yeah <laughs> oh man just my achilles tour just thinking about that just trying to go play a full game like <laughs> off the couch yeah like my- three like three works like three weeks of working out was gonna get them in shape <laughs> they're like yeah, <laughs> I saw there's this one time there was this video I saw on a because I follow some soccer pages and there was this one guy and he was like 27 he's like totally out of shape though and he's like it's a Sunday soccer league and his buddies are filming him and they're just making fun of him and he's like stretching he's like doing the half stretches like can't can't even touch his toes and his legs are like half bent too and he's all doing little twists and he's smoking a cig <laughs> as he's doing it all belly's hanging I out think, i think dudes are the biggest queefs who fucking have their like siblings or their girlfriend video them like playing sports like dude they can basketball like they will be at the court and some dude will have his tell john bulls that because i think he has his girlfriend film him. Oh, he sends me videos all the time shit. dude wreck him. <laughs> he does he sends it and i'm like yeah that was nice bro or he either or he sets it up himself because he uh, said he had videos like those before his, before he had his girl. Like but I feel like everyone else, everyone besides John Bowles is a queef. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody but John Bowles. Uh, I, don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think I would. I might if I was feeling saucy. Yeah, I mean, if you're getting a bucket, but I don't know, like, like you're out maybe of like, like halftime. I beg, babe, I'm killing you. You're in like a rec league game and like it's like ref, but like you're out on like like a rec league court. Like this is your animal mixtape. I'm not about that. I agree. I think uh, I think um, I don't think 
after high school, you should probably stop filming your games. Them and the dudes, yeah, exactly. And them and the dudes who <laughs> play with the headphones in, you know, lately, if I'm at the court and dudes are playing the headphones, I'm like, what you How annoying. To? I'd ask them what they're listening to. I'm like, what's, what's song playing? I, it's so annoying too, because I'm like, I don't, I'm not even sure you can hear me. Like if I'm trying, like you have, like in sports, communication is so he, like, so key, especially team sports. Like, can you imagine it's like in high school, if you were on the basketball court and your shooting guard just had AirPods in as he was trying to play a game? You <laughs> Cut, cut. He's over there playing Gangsters by Pop Smoke. Yeah. <laughs> just in his bag, in his own head. Just He's like, God, I look probably look so fucking cool right the now. Other. Oh, man. So funny. Oh. A queef if you try. I can put the headphones in. <laughs> or if you're having a significant other video. You. This, is, this is my opinion. No, I agree. Uh, and then you have... <laughs> Then you have what was it? Um, remember that video we saw back in college? The kid who uh played a game in uh, Gucci flip flops. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were here and just yeah, you know, he was. I, I don't know how he didn't break his ankles. You were just you know, when like people like slide on the court and you're that like yeah. squeaking, the shoe. them shits were squeaking. He was moving <laughs> all over the place, his, his ankles were being pushed to their max. Like he, I don't know how he was doing that. Like playing hard ass defense. Yeah, it was like, and it's like he was totally like the the kid on the team who was like the workhorse. Just you, you put him we, on anybody. Who was like, I don't know. You, I'm, gonna, I'm sure you. We've all been in those slides where you like had to run. You ever like tried to fuck around around? You have to like rip them with your toes. And yeah, I'm like. Without like your flip flops flipping off, like if you've ever owned a pair of slides, you've definitely you've definitely had to run in them at some point. Oh, dog, that was like the, that was like the high school starter pack. Like on days where I like basically like every other day of the week, I'd wear sweatpants, socks, and and Jordan slides with like a t shirt. <laughs> Walk into school. Dude, you're lo- we could never wear that in our like we couldn't wear slides to school. Did you get spanked with a ruler or something? Or is this like 1960s no. middle school? No, I didn't even go to a Catholic school. It was just it was, they just it was like they were pretty strict. Like girls couldn't wear like sh- like spaghetti straps and shit. Yeah, was, a, uh, yeah, like that was but yeah, the flip flops they don't the ruler rule back in the day. They made the girls like if your skirt like went below like your hands or something. Yeah, they had that at ours. Your skirt went uh below if it was above your fingertips, you couldn't wear it. And every girl would be pissed. So every girl would do it and they would shrug their shoulders as they would as they would get measured. <laughs> Could <laughs> give them like two inches. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, funny, but things we would do i never had like to get we never had like generally as a guy i never had like an issue with dress code because it was always just like yeah just shirts and like basketball shorts or something um yeah yeah that was that was probably my that was for me sweatshirt basketball shorts black vans that yeah. was like my mine were red and i had like this red pax on sweatshirt that i wore like every day yeah yeah, I had like three or four sweatshirts on rotation. Um, 
that was about it man it was uh i was pretty and then every now and then wear something nice you know but nothing nothing big yeah i really didn't do much i remember back in high school too when you had gym did you have a pool in your high school they make you swim in gym yes that was the worst. They make you put on like a swim cap. You have to like change your. I don't didn't know. Didn't have why. to put on a swim cap. The girls did, but we oh, didn't. I think the guys did too. Yeah, we didn't have to do that. But we, freshman year, we had to do. It was the only time I had to do PE. We had to do swim freshman year. We had to do like square suck. dancing too. It was so square cool. dancing. Yeah, it was like some sort. It might not have been square dancing, but it was a da- like we had like a dance segment that we had to do. Doesn't seem very California. No, it's very California because it's like they want all the diversity. You, you got to be super diverse with all this. It's like I'm never. Why? Why am I doing this? Why do I have to know this, basics of dance? Why? In Texas, in Texas, apparently, I don't know what it is. Like seventh or eighth grade, like before you go to middle school or something, you have to pass a Texas state history exam. You know, pass it. You can't move that to the next grade. I mean, we had we have a high school exit exam in uh california which you took your sophomore year um was it on like california history no it was just like basic math and english and like writing it was like three days of testing you did math writing and then like something else but um yeah and it was in it was required in order to pass it and if you failed you had to take it the next year and then it failed again you'd take it as a senior but it's like a 95 percent pass rate like it's not yeah do you hear uh i don't know why how this just came up but that uh, i guess like as it relates to like education like every from like k through 12 in the state of florida basically gets to pass this school year regardless of whether they showed up through like cyber school or not because you know like all these schools have been doing like yeah. online like all these kids have just been saying fuck you my coming like you just haven't well, done I mean, it. what would you fucking expect from like a nine-year-old no. you know yeah. what i mean like yeah. if you told a nine-year-old here's a computer you have to log on every day yeah i guarantee fucking to you he's not logging on every day man no. i guarantee you 13 to 18 year olds are not logging on every day yeah if you're not monitoring kids like there's not gonna pay they're not gonna go yeah just absolutely absurd i gotta get in the face is absolutely killing me Um. Yeah, it's on my uh, my wires are just ah old old audio box, so I got to get a new one. But yeah, you want to give me the hand me down? If you want it, yeah, I can give it to you. Um, you'll hear like noises in it, but if you don't care, yeah, I'll send it to you for sure. Cool. Yeah, I'll send you the wires too. Um. Everything I gotta buy my once I buy my new one, I'll, I'll do that. Um, get you on your own potty, boy. Yeah, let's start yeah. something. Yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> just fuck around <laughs> with it. Who knows, man? You might like it. Um, so what do you got going on the rest of your day, man? You doing anything, anything crazy? No, no nothing really crazy. Um, might go out later, but you know, you know, how that goes. Um, I'm going to be in about 40 minutes. I'll be planning myself on the couch and I will be watching UFC for the rest of the night. Um, when is that when the prelims start? The early, early prelims. 
I like the early prelims. Fun job from now from what six o'clock till midnight when Usman and Nazadal fight. I really like the prelims. I like the early prelims. Like I'm going to go work out and stuff. Like there's stuff you know you can I do in between. I'm not like actually going to be plopped down. Are you boxing today? No, no, no. I I'm doing like I'm going to be doing some um, some jumping jacks. Yeah, Yeah, I'm going to be like on Saturday. I like like one day a week. I like to do like more stretching focus workouts, like getting my hips right and shit because I'm old now. So stuff starts. I feel I'm starting to play flag football again. So I saw Adam. Adam's been videoing. Uh, sending out videos with tapes before you guys start dusting. Yeah, we, yo, Adam. For Adam's doing his thing. Me and Adam are both kind of doing our thing. Adam, good. Yeah, dude, he's actually like incredibly shifty. Like, yeah. like, dude, like really shifty. Like for like, I not no one would expect how shifty he is. He's yeah, I remember in college. I don't even remember. Maybe he was just out of shape in college or something. But he, is I don't he think we used him right in college. Like, you gotta like. He's like he kind of plays like that dump off role where like the quarterback catches the ball and he's usually like right next to him. Yeah. Like he's not like running routes and like a defender gotcha. catching the ball and I'm like kind of like doing his thing. Yeah. He's good at it. Yeah. Yeah, dude. We were playing this team. They were like they were these try hard group of hamburger ass bulls that like literally have been playing together for years and like scout other teams like and have like organized plays. And so, like, dude, we're, we're just schoolyard bullshitting it. Like, we don't have any plays. We're just fucking around. And, like, I think they're up, like, two scores late, and they start talking shit. Like, they start running their mouth. And, you dude, it's like, all right, like, now, like, all right. Like, then then that's when it got taken personally. So, like, we came yeah. back. Ended up being close. <laughs> At the end of the game, I'm like, yo, y'all got, like, a scouting department and, like, a playbook. They're talking all this shit. Like, we were literally just fucking around the whole game. So... Uh- I've been in one league that was just like that. Um, and they had you always in every adult league, you always get that. You get the people who take it very seriously, very seriously to heart. Yeah. And you get people who are like, like they, they hold practices once a week. I'm like, I remember being 19, 20 at the time and being like, you guys are 34. Like, you yeah. shouldn't be having time to. Do a <laughs> they're laying up they're laying up awake at night yeah <laughs> they, lose, they lose the chip yeah i'm like i'm living in your your head rent free and i'm not they even take a day off work the yeah, next day yeah. i'm gonna go off. get drunk after this so <laughs> they were fun though i remember the quarterback was always key like in the leagues that we played so the the seven man how do they do the seven man league that you're playing in right now like for rusher he's lying five yards off the ball which Thanks. is nice Right, that's yes. a, right. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. We, we did um. So our league that I've before I went to USF, I had never ever ever played in a league like that at USF. When I made, went to USF, I was like, "What?" I was like, "This is ridiculous." Well, and, the thing that's ridiculous is that at USF, like they could just rush immediately, like lined up on the ball, yeah. and like they, but like. They wouldn't let the center like even make any kind of contact with them, but it was or it was a flag. So yeah. it's like 
Like if you're not like so the 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 rushers immediately in the quarterback's face, like as soon as they catch the ball, you have two seconds to throw in that. Yeah. It's, it's hard. It's really hard unless you can run it throw. Unless you can yeah. run it, you have to be able to run and throw. Yeah. If you can't do both. Or you're unless screwed. you have a rocket for an arm. So like they yeah. can just snap it to you and you can just stand back there. But yeah. Rip. And the thing about this league that so we played in the league was Every time that they would mark the ball, the the ref would mark off seven paces. So it'd be like roughly seven yards. And like as soon as he said hike, he could rush. But the quarterback would also be at like a three to four yards behind the line of scrimmage to have the center snap it. So it's like a 12-yard gap that this this guy has to close. That's already giving you about three seconds to throw and it allows for so much more offense. It's unbelievable because then your quarterback can scramble. He can't, he can't run, but he could scramble. So you're getting like three to five seconds to throw back there. That's going to allow for a lot of offense in any league, three to five seconds. Even if it's just a bunch of guys, you know, weekend warriors out there, that's all it is. It's so much offense. And yeah, that's how we always played. And it's so much better. I mean, it was so much more fun. Our first year, our quarterback was Dick. He kept acting like he was just in a pocket and he would never scramble. So you get sacked. We won one game that whole year. We went one and seven. And our only win was because the our quarterback couldn't make it. So I brought my buddy who I, who I grew up playing with. And he was actually like my quarterback on all the flag football leagues growing up. So I was like, he'll be fine. And he can scramble. And we ended up winning and it was like our, it was like our second to last game of the season. And we won against one of the better teams in the league because we had, we had like good players. We just didn't have a fucking quarterback. Like we couldn't throw the ball. And so then the next year we cut him. We told him not to come back and we picked up my buddy and <laughs> to do some reevaluating from the flag team. You got to go back to the drawing board. Well, you don't. And he's like, what kind of play receiver? And well, we have, we have those things. Steps and doing the ladder drills and stuff. It's back to, back to basics. Back to the he was like Jameis with the ball hitting the bags down in the off season. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But he, uh, so we just told him not to come back. And then my buddy took over at quarterback. We went undefeated, won the championship. It was a great season. And it was great. It was fun, man. We had uh, Matt Barnes, like, brother was actually one, on one of the teams. He looked just like Matt Barnes. Oh, carbon copies. I could uh, totally see that. Yeah. I don't know why, but I can just see it. Yeah. And Matt Barnes and him were – I mean, they both played high school football at uh, at a, a local school that was actually – you know, they were pretty good athletes. In, Matt in Barnes was definitely a safety. Yeah, I think they were both, like, receiver safety or something, something like that. Definitely a safety. Um, but yeah, no, they were, uh, you get some, you know, and then the league was pretty good too, because it was like where it was, was that like the, it was like a, an intersection between like the city of Sacramento and like all the suburbs. So it was like kind of, everybody kind of just met. It was like this big sports complex right in the middle between both the city and the suburbs. Um, but you got a lot of good players too. You got a lot of like XD one players too. Um, sure. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. There's a lot of around here, dude. Like, um, there's a team. I don't know if you remember Artavis Scott from Clemson. Number three, he was like a short receiver. Played with. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He had like a yeah big grace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a receiver. 
he has like a team. He's from this area and he plays a bunch. Like, I've seen him around. Like, um, yeah. Not fun yeah. to guard him. That would be like guarding a like, like, you're in the you're like he plays a Canadian football. Like, what are you doing out like in seven on seven? Probably staying in shape, maybe. Yeah. Because Canadian football yeah, I think Canadian football is canceled for the next couple oh, of years. Yeah. Is it? I imagine. Yeah, I mean, Canada is still on lockdowns. Like they, they're still completely, pretty much locked down as a state up there or as a country up there. New, uh, my my little sister has a friend. Uh, he was in France right when the coronavirus pandemic hit, and he was locked there. He was a week from coming home from his study abroad trip, and had to stay an extra six months in France. They wouldn't let him leave. Wow. Can you imagine that? Like you're in a foreign country. Where, was he able home. to like? Were they able to like keep him up in the same place that he was living though? I think like he was like. I think the way it worked, like through his study abroad program, there were like families that like were like housing the students, and like he was able to stay for six months with the family. Oh, at least they were able to do that. It'd be wor- it'd be terrible if like he, they're like, we don't yeah, want you figure it the fuck out. Came yeah. okay, now, like, what do you do? Yeah, I guess you'd have to skate family like Western Union some bread. Yeah, the only option I think. I agree. Imagine I that though, like as like a kid, like in college, and you're just out in France, and like I mean, if you have the money to swing it, like you're just chilling. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's not too bad to be stuck in France. You know, there's worse places to be stuck in. I did hear like in places like Europe, it was super not like like locked in. Like my, I have some cousins who live in Italy, and apparently, if you wanted to go to the grocery store during the like pandemic, you had to like file a request and wait to get approved. And like you had to have a slip like on you saying like basically that you were approved to go to the grocery store. Wild. This is wild. That's what they're trying to do here. Yeah, they're trying to control control us, man. Don't let them. Don't let them fight. Resist. (laughs) Oh, man. Well, hey, man, I'm going to go grab some grub. Um, Man, we've been chalking this shit up for now about two hours. Um, We covered a a wide range of topics. Yeah, interesting conversation. I'm always – because I – I'm always interested, like, this is what I love about podcasting this so much, just because I'm like, especially when I'm like, I'm now being more in this free flowing state where, you know, people are like, hey, what do you want to talk about? And I'll be like, yeah, let's just see what happens. Like, I like this because you can like the how we got full circle and like where we end up at. It's kind of interesting. And like, you can just mm-hmm. see like, you know, the rabbit hole conversation go through. It's what I love about podcasting. Yeah. That two hour cool. conversations about nothing that lead you down so many different adventures seriously uh, yeah well hey man uh i'll keep you uh i'll be um texting you throughout the fights letting you know the reason i would say you should watch some prelims is these guys are super low on the totem pole so they don't have like a lot of money coming with their contracts so they go bonus hunting hard like generally a lot of good knockouts in the in the prelims and stuff because kids are just yeah, kids are just looking to make a little extra, a little extra 50k. Cool. So, yeah. All right, man. Hey, we'll take it easy. Thanks. Uh, thanks for uh, coming on, man. I always appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Take it easy, brother.